Hello friends, welcome to the Village Conversations podcast. I am your host, Rufilo Ramatlodin Glovo. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. I'm so grateful that you are all here and that you tune in every week. If it is your first time here, a warm welcome to you. I hope you are left inspired and encouraged. Don't forget to subscribe, review, and share this podcast with your network. We all need a foothold of inspiration every now and again. Now, in today's episode, I am joined by Rosetta Mpo. At three, she got into an accident that shaped her life. Lonely and depressed, she became pregnant at 14. Hers is a story of how beautifully God can turn our lives around when we are in our deepest, darkest valleys. At a tender age of three, she and her family were involved in a car accident that took her mother's life. She subsequently lost her father to alcoholism shortly. Because the accident left her with disabilities, she could not live a fuller life. The doctors had also written her off, highlighting that people with her injuries don't make it as far as completing high school. But here she is, a graduate, successful in what she does, with kids and a family she always wished for, telling her story, her lived traumatic experience as a sure sign of what wonders God can do to change our lives. He is indeed a God of second chances. Enjoy the conversation. Thank you so much um, again for joining me and saying yes to having this conversation with me so that you can also share your testimony um, and your story. Um, so first of all, let's start with some introductions. Who is Rosetta? Uh, thank you for the opportunity. Mm-hmm. My name is Rosetta. The name is Gimpo. I'm a 37, not 37, no, why am I lying now? I'm 39. <laughs> I just enjoy being here, you know. You are right. Yeah, I'm 39 and... Um... <laughs> oh, yes, thanks, my dear. I'm 39 and... Um... I I love people. I love I love interacting um with people that I don't know. I love learning and I'm just open-minded. Um I'm also a mother and a student mm. and I'm a daughter, I'm a rahadi. <laughs> Not that much, <laughs> yeah. So that's me. <laughs> um, so thank you very much for that mini introduction. I'm sure when you are sharing your story, I know that we'll get to know you even more. Um, what has your journey been like? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, what is your God story? Okay. 
Um, my God story is quite long. When I got um, the opportunity to, to actually look into what can I, you know, disclose, I just looked at it and I'm like, okay, no, let me just make it short because yo, it's like a series, you know, a Netflix series. <laughs> when this one ends the other one starts and it goes like that but God has been great and um, um, I'm a living testimony of his greatness honestly I lost my mother in a car accident when I was three years old and uh, you know my father was the driver mm-hmm. and uh so, you know, in, in, in our, our family, it would be like, yeah, you killed our child and whatnot. Okay. So he just never overcame that. And he just buried himself into alcohol. Yeah. And even today, it's like he cannot go. That is the one thing that, you know, that I pray for. And I was raised by my grandmother and my grandfather, the paternal side. Mm. So um, because of the injuries that I had sustained, uh, I look different. I look different. I look different when you really look at me, but when I'm quiet or just a distance, you would not notice that. So I, I consulted, um, I was told that I had severe head injuries mm-hmm. and um, some of the cranial nerves were damaged that they could not be repaired or rehabilitated. So I lost uh, my sense of hearing on the left ear mm-hmm. and the left side of my face is, is like paralyzed. It's not, you know, as, as like the other one and my left limbs as well. Mm. they are not as strong as the others so it's it's those things and um, you know having scars here and there and uh, you know when we are when we're growing up we used to be out and about but I would always be reserved and held back because of you know the self-esteem was low and and yeah that I think it's part of the, the journey that I had to discover who I am in God's eyes so that I can grow mm. to be me, to be Rosetta, not to be Rosetta plus so and so influenced in, in other ways. So um, I became pregnant at the age of 18, um, no, no, 14. Mm-hmm. And I, I was doing standard A. Yeah, I had to drop out because I was pregnant. And I had a baby girl and uh, just after 10, 15. And I didn't know what to do, how, you know, because, you know, with, with grandmothers, there's just that generational gap. Yeah. Um, many things that 
were supposed to happen did not happen. You could not be told, or I love you, or be hugged, or whatever, because uh, you know they don't know that that language of affection and all that. So I prayed and I asked God. I said, God, I need you to help me. I need you to guide me, to teach me how to be a mother to my daughter. I wanted to give her everything that I did not have. And that is where my journey with God started because we used to go to church with my grandmother and, you know, participate in Sunday school, in children's ministries, and we went catechism and all that. So we, we learned, I, I got to learn about God and to, to establish a relationship with him and to um, align myself with who God is for my life because otherwise I would have been all over. So that's as far as how it started my sister. And even now I'm, I'm growing closer. I'm growing spiritually every day and I use every opportunity and that is what I teach my children because without that time with God, reading the word of God, praying and attending, you know, fellowship services Sundays or during the week, attending work prayers and, you know, sharing with um, others in the ministry, one would not grow. So I use every opportunity. Mm. So, okay. And I have seen God's greatness where you pray for something. Yeah. And God willing, it comes to pass. Mm. At the right time. Eh? At the right time. And even if it does not happen your way, that, that's where I learned to you know, the strength that if it doesn't happen, perhaps what I wanted was not good for me. I need to trust God. Mm. I think that is so important because most times we pray and we have this and that and we wonder why is it not coming to pass? Only that we are actually not praying for things that are within, that are aligned with God's will for our lives. And then we think, ah, Mara, Mujimu, you know, I've been praying for this and this and that. Instead of actually going back to say, you know, is what I'm praying for actually aligned to what you want for my life, what you've designed for my life? And I think that's way, that's what we need to start doing more and more often and not just pray on a tangent. Yes, my sister, as you were saying that, you know, sometimes we pray and we miss God's will. We we miss what God wants for us. Mm. So it's very important to get it right and pray with faith, not expectation. Because when you expect, then you want to control God and God is God. Mm. You know, he's in control. You cannot control him. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And just um, back to, to your story, you mentioned that you, you got pregnant as a teenager. How was that journey for you? I mean, just 
finding out that now you are pregnant and you are young, still a baby. I mean, you were 14. And how has that journey, how was that journey for you back then? You raised by Onkoni, you know how gobos are and how strict they can get. And also you think, <laughs> you know, what are people going to say now? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, my sister, it was difficult. It was um, you know, so puzzling that after having fallen pregnant, everyone, you know, stood up to support me, to provide the things that I would have needed for myself and for the child, you know. And um my grandmother would look after my daughter when I go to school. Yeah. But after school, she would say, hey, you know, you know, Vasotu, they can be so raw in their language. And it sounds like, but yeah. I appreciate that now because had she, had she not done that, perhaps I would have taken her support for granted because she would not allow me to go anywhere without my daughter. Mm. And I became a responsible parent that way, that I do not leave her behind, mm. you know. Mm. So it was, it was a great opportunity to grow, a great opportunity to bond with her because I was still a child. And believe you me, we grew up together. You know, now I'm 39, she's 24. <laughs> so um, I've also, she, she learned how, how, how hardworking I, would, I had been. And she also took up after me to want the best for herself as well. Mm. You know, so I, I, I thank God for her. I thank God for all the experiences and you know painful and happy moments I've grown. It was just a pleasant experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um we grow the most from the mm-hmm. the most difficult moments in our lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, things are you know easy and smooth. Mm-hmm. We don't really grow um as people mm-hmm. but the moment you hit you know, that gravel road and things are starting to be so patchy yeah. and it feels like a never ending mm. journey of hardship, then you know that your character mm. is built, you know, you are being molded into mm. something even greater than you you can imagine. And I always say, you know, that's that, true. Yeah, the experiences that we have that we go through at this moment are actually what is shaping us you know they're shaping us for what's to come so what do you what do what do you think you were being prepared for and these goes to you know the lessons that you have learned throughout this journey what do you think you were being prepared for when that happened things happen you know in our lives they happen for big reasons that we may not understand at that time but you know, eventually things start making sense. Eventually, 
So what were you, what, what were the lessons throughout this journey? You know, um, the lessons are there every day in that, as I've mentioned that I used to be very quiet and reserved and, you know, when you are isolated, often you focus on the negative uh, side of life and how difficult it is, how who doesn't love you and who is treating you this way. But I, I, I believe I was being prepared for me to see that God is there and all I need is him for me to be fulfilled as a woman for me to be a better mother as well as for me to serve him you know because it's important to know um, that you don't have something but you know that somebody is looking out for you you know so those are the kind of things that I have learned to trust in him to trust in him in that my life was spared because my mother died in that accident. My life was spared for a purpose, you know. And I decided when I was, you know, still growing up that I wouldn't like for any child to go through what I went through. I would use my life to, you know, assist or make a difference where possible. Mm -hmm. That's when I chose my career as a social worker. Mm -hmm. And believe you me, I'm doing my work. I'm not looking for, you know, glamour and, you know, but one, two, three, four, five children will tell you that, you know what, that woman helped me with to go through this or gave me advice and that's what matters to me because at that time I did not have that kind of a person in my life so I, I believe I was being for my which I feel um to do that as well spiritually that's why i'm also you know venturing into studying other matters related to christianity so that i can grow and be able to share my growth and you know make sure that we 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 as as people we grow when others grow we don't grow as individuals because that's not how we are Yes, yes. We are not islands. We need mm. each other. And I'd say, and that's why mm. I a series of people because it is so impactful when somebody tells their story and, you know, it's a relatable story. You lost your mom when you were very little. Mm. And I mean, then you were like three. So it mm. means you up actually having a memory of who your mother was. Yeah. But you know, nothing else besides mm -hmm. that. Then you moved mm -hmm. away with your with your grandmother and your dad became absent. So it's a lot for mm -hmm. 
go through, even in your teenage years, and you know the experiences that you went through, are as a result, you know what you know what you went through um, growing up, um, and that shapes who you become actually. But I mean, from your story, you have defied the odds, and it can only be through God's grace um, that you were spared. It was through God's grace that you are alive mm. now. And you've accomplished so much that the doctor said you would not even accomplish because of, you know, your injuries. And when you shared mm. with me that the doctor said because yes. of how severe your injuries were, you would not even go through high school. But here you are. Mm -hmm. Here you are, a qualified social worker, mm -hmm. and you're pursuing your studies. And mm -hmm. I mean, if that is not what it works, then you know, nothing else is, you know. So how do you how do you keep your faith up? Also, right? what are the practical things that you do to just keep your faith going? When the going gets tough, you know, do you remember where you come from? Like, hey, I was three and I lost my mother and I was in this accident, you know, that took almost everything. <laughs> like, what do you do to keep yeah. the up? Yeah. You know, my sister, it's just some basic things. Like, I, if I feel like you know, it's really, really getting difficult. I just go to my bedroom mm -hmm. and take my Bible. I prefer using the Soto one when things are really tough, you mm -hmm. know, and I would just pray and pray and pray and pray and cry. And when I'm done, when I feel like, oh, you know, then I just open up scriptures and read. And what I, that's, that's what I do every, when I, before I leave the house in the morning when I get up, it's just a prayer to thank God for protecting us over the night. Mm. You know, just acknowledging his presence in our lives and that of the children and, you know, asking for protection, for forgiveness. You know, sometimes we, 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 we err and because we are human and we sin, we do not even realize, we don't do it intentionally. Mm -hmm. So it's very important to always ask for forgiveness. And I also pray to God to give me that spirit of forgiveness so that when the other one has hurt me or, you know, spoken to me in a way that I didn't like, that for me to be able to forgive them, you know, and bear their weaknesses like... um. Uh, what's this now, to support, to, to be empathetic instead of being judgmental because I'm also not perfect. So, you know, I'm just there, even on the phone, my, my Bible app is here, my hymn app is here, you know, that, that's what keeps me going throughout the day. And sometimes things can be so hectic that you feel like you you are you know, out of your breath or something. So I have sisters. Mm -hmm. I have sisters. I have brothers, people that I speak to. And, you know, we often encourage each other with the word of God. Yay. So that's, that's what keeps me going, my sister. Mm. Mm. The community is so important, yeah. eh? 
It's so important because when you don't have the strength mm. to pray or you don't even know mm. how to pray, you are able to call somebody up and mm. be like, hey, mm. I'm in the dogs, you know, just can you help me pray? There's this and that situation. Mm. I think community, um, as we do in this Christianity thing, but even with life in general, you know, even with moms, we need a community of moms to support each other and mm-hmm. to learn from one another. And just yeah. as sisters and yeah. wives, that community that, you know, just being with other people and knowing that you are also not going through the challenge that you're going through alone. There is somebody with you um, that can relate to what you're actually going through. So I think it's quite, it's, it's really great. And it just also keeps one very grounded. I like that. Mm-hmm. And I also like that you have so such practical things that you're mm-hmm. doing. You know, sometimes people will tell you, hey, this is like, I follow a routine, wake up at 3 a.m., talk midnight, nine, you know, mm-hmm. the people who follow like routine that work for them. I can't. <laughs> and I always say, you know, I always say um, there's so many ways of doing things. And just because other people are doing it a certain way doesn't mm-hmm. mean that what you are doing is worthless, you know. People do what works for them, so you must also do what works for them. So I like that yours are so practical, you know, quite like that. And then just um, in closing, uh, what are the your final messages or final mm-hmm. thoughts that you want to share with people um who are listening and watching just for encouragement and inspire something to inspire them yeah okay um you know i i i think i was attending a memorial service for a lady mm-hmm. um we are in the same ministry with a church and I liked what this uh, the church elder was saying to, to the monastery. He said, people should strive to strengthen the inner man. Mm-hmm. You know, the physical appearance and abilities are the things that we tend to lose in this life because um, like for example, with with myself and Sister Silwani, you know, we were born of our parents like any other child with all the limbs and everything functioning normally, but something happens in life and everything has changed. Mm. So now it's important um, even as parents or as young people to, to know that you need to take care of the inner person and communicate with your soul. Listen to your gut. You know, when something doesn't sit well with you, you need to say, I do not like this. Mm. Or if you like it, I like it. You know, because now we, we tend to give ourselves unnecessary pressure and we also uh, submit to situations that do not align with who we are because we 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 our our inner man is so weak is overpowered by the peer pressure the one that is experienced by the one outside mm. 
So I, I would encourage uh, us to, you know, sometimes have time to yourself, just a quiet space, listen to your thoughts and check with yourself, I, am I okay? Do I like what is happening in my life? And if I don't like it, what is it that I can do about it? Yeah. You know, and look around for resources and, you know, just invest in that person because that's the person that's going to sustain you when things are tough. Yeah. That's mm. the person that gets to have a relationship with your maker. You know, that's the person that gets to glorify God for all the good things that he does for you. Mm. So, yeah, I think for me, that's what I would, I would I'd give advice for to, to look after that person. Mm. 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 So important mm. what you mentioned there, doing the work, mm. the inner work and not running away from it. Um, we run away from a lot of things because we are not ready to face up with the giants mm. and whatever we're going through, you know, the mm. warfare that's, that's inside. And yeah, it's very important. Yeah. It's very important because also if you're not connected to yourself, you, you'll struggle to connect to the maker, you know? So hmm. I like what you said there. And also the fact that um, we need to find resources to help, you know, to help the journey. So you, it's not saying you must just sit there and ask yourself, how am I feeling? You know, how is this helping me? If it's not helping me, what am I going to do with it? Because we are not experts. There are experts out there and they do share information. Um, so it's up to us, actually. Again, the responsibility and the onus relies on us to to seek out help when we need help and just to be committed to doing the work that is required. I like that. Thank you so much for sharing that. It's important. Yeah, and I know I for, for a long time I also you know when you're going through stuff you think ah you know and then things start becoming triggers and you wonder like why is it that every time I see a yellow color, this thing triggers that? Why mm. I remember, you know, this incident in my life, and now, you know, there's heartache and pain and anxiety, and it's because of mm. we keep on running away mm. from what we need to be facing up to, and yeah, it's very important. Thank you so yeah. much for sharing that. Yeah, thank you very much for sharing that. Do you have some tips um, for someone who might be looking for resources or just how to do the, the work? Or is it just asking those questions like, how do I feel? Um, why do I feel this way? And, you know? Yeah, I, I think, um, okay, the resources are there out there, organizations are providing, you know, online support and there's the free, the toll freeze and whatnot. I just didn't prepare the list that I can share yeah. with you at the later stage, Sister Refile, but it, it's important, uh, as I've mentioned, that for us as an individual, you know, you need to be willing when you, 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 you approach somebody else for assistance with something, 
because yeah. that person is not going to cushion your issues like you are cushioning them. So you need to be willing to accept and take whatever that they are going to bring to the table so that you can grow or improve your life or your health mm -hmm. or your mental health. Yeah. So it's, it's important to, to, you know, to ask those questions, to be aware of themselves, aware of themselves, you know, like yeah. you're saying that you react to triggers, you'll be snapping, you'll be you know, mm -hmm. so emotional. And as ladies, we tend to blame that time of the month and the hormones. Yes, those things are there, but <laughs> you, know, you also need to know in your yeah. headspace where you are and, and mm -hmm. everything else. Yeah. Yeah, we, we tend to just and, default. And Yes. And another thing I wanted to say, my sister, is that, you know, our friends and cliques and, you know, people that we spend time with, mm -hmm. we need to have time with them and time away because, um, you know, some of the things that they are some of the habits they are telling, sometimes you ask yourself, this is not me. Why am I doing this? Yay. that's why you need to be in check of how you feel what you're thinking mm. and what what are your behaviors actually yeah 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 it's, it's another important point that we need to be aware of and when the time also comes i always say mm. when the time comes for you to let go of people and things then just let them go if they're no longer serving mm. you know the purpose mm. or just aligned with where you are mm. going in life. They came, they were there, they served their purpose. If it's mm. time to let go, then just let them go and move on. Love that, beautiful. Thank you so much, Rosetta. Um, yeah, thank you so much for sharing so much wisdom with us. And I love the practicality of the things. I think maybe it comes naturally for you because you're a social worker and you're so calm and... <laughs> Legs. I love that. I love. Yeah. I love that. Thank you so much. I think mm -hmm. practice makes perfect. So when you when yeah. you are used to talking to people and opening up, because you can't, um, you know, withhold your experiences and lessons because mm. one one or two people would learn something. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, that's good. You know, do you know, I'm sure you know who Brene Brown is? Mm, Brene Brown, she's an author, but she's also um, a PhD scholar, yes, um, not psychology, social work. So, mm. yeah, she's, yes, she's written a couple of beautiful books. Um, you must check them out. So she talks okay. about... I'll check them. Um, yeah, she talks about vulnerability and the sharing of our stories and how impactful mm -hmm. that is because you can only share fully yourself mm -hmm. through vulnerability. And if you're not vulnerable mm -hmm. enough, it means you're carrying mm -hmm. shame. You know, you are shameful of where you've been. You're shameful of your story and mm -hmm. just carrying the shame with you everywhere you go. So... In us saying, shame, I'm letting mm. you go. 
It's mm. you taking ownership of your story and be willing to be vulnerable mm. in sharing your story mm. with people, you know, mm. because like I said earlier, when we share our stories, our authentic stories, that's where the greatest impact comes because our stories mm. are so relatable and yeah. you might be seeing, you know, um, mm. your Insta page, your Insta feed looking all popping, not knowing mm. that you're actually suffering from mental mm. illness. But imagine the impact that mm. you would have if people know who you really are and you like your daily struggles and all of that. Yeah, True. so mm. thank you so much. Thank you for sharing your story. Um, I know thank sometimes so it's much. not easy sharing our story, mm. but you've taken another bold move and courageous move in sharing your story with complete strangers. <laughs> So thank you very much for that. <laughs> thank you very much for that. Um, yeah. Thanks for your time. Thanks for your time. Thank you very much. What a beautiful story of hope. I hope that you've been encouraged by Sis Rosetta's message and story of hope and i hope that you remember that god can also touch and change your life for the better and that's what he is he is the author and the finisher of our lives so i hope that you've been inspired and encouraged by sis rosetta's story and until next time have a good week and stay blessed bye bye <music>